Good morning. Waking you up every morning. Get up. Get the F up. It's Tucker and Mora. I think we discovered Mora's fetish. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if it's a full-blown fetish yet. I'm I don't know. It's starting it to sound like it is. <laughs> starting to sound like it is a I little just, bit. Bunyus. I just said to the guys off the uh-huh. air, I said, Do you, have you noticed that some people are hot in the mask? Some people look hot in the mask. They no. can rock it. Oh, yeah. No. Not no. feeling that at all. No. No. There's too much hidden. Need to see that face. Need to see the smile. To me, smile is and uh, mouth is very important in that equation. Yeah, but that's part of the the slow build. It's like a tease. You see just half the face, you know, and you start to fantasize about what the rest of the face looks like. Oh, what's you under know? that fabric? What do we got there? <laughs> what do we got there? I've even noticed like. The ear loops on some of the masks that are pulling a bit more than others are sexier. <laughs> it looks like it's just hanging by a thread. Oh, God. <laughs> it's hanging by a thread. It's like a pair of panties. <laughs> what? Yes. It, tell me I am wrong. 1-800-953-2464. Tell me that you have not noticed that somebody looks hot in the mask. You can see it. You can see the person who can rock the mask. They're looking good. Oh, yeah. Not feeling it. Uh, not feeling it. I'm not against, like, face coverings. I think sometimes a face covering, like a like a handkerchief or, a, like, a scarf wrapped around your face can look very um, mysterious and alluring. But uh. the medical mask does not look hot. Like, I haven't seen one picture of anybody wearing, a, like, a medical mask that looks intriguing to me at all i just think they look silly i don't know it's kind of end of the world sexy you know this like dire situation i feel i feel like it's going to start a whole new category on those pornography websites that you guys tend to frequent i'm pretty sure they've already started that (laughs) (laughs) wait a second Uh uh what are you insinuating here i'm just saying when you guys go to the hub, you're going to be able to type in mask. Well, you porn. could already type in mask. Yeah. That's not. That's nothing oh, new there. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. It'll be a whole. What's new thing. is that you've just discovered this, and it sounds like you're getting really turned on just talking about the idea of like guys in masks. I felt like I didn't like the medical mask as well, like you said, Bundes. Yeah. I felt like I, you know, but. I've seen a couple of dudes rock it, and I'm like, oh, yeah. And it's not that they look like a doctor or anything. It's just, I think it's that hidden element, that surprise, that they don't know what the rest of the face looks like. You know who also shares that same view? People that have a furry fetish, you know. (laughs) People who dressed up, dress up in those like mascot uniforms and no. stuff. No, 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 yeah. no, no, no. It's that no. whole idea of what's behind that mask. <laughs> no, you know what you no. don't see is just a little, you know, exciting. Imagining s- that. Uh, Ryan just sent us a text. He yeah. says the eyes are so important and attractive, and the mask emphasizes the eyes. Hundred percent. That is true. Yeah, draws you in. That is true. Yeah. And then I mean, think I've about always... taking the mask off. I want to, like, just slowly take it off. Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Take it off with my teeth, maybe. You know? That is hot. It's so hot. I can't believe you guys aren't on board. I'm shocked. Oh, Sean has just sent us a text. Okay, what is Sean saying? He says he agrees 100% people are hot in the mask. And then I got this other text from the 416. It says, Mm -hmm. totally agree with you, Maura. I like the mystery. I am telling you, it is a thing. The mask is going to be this thing. So, uh, says here you contracted COVID-19 on Friday night, you believe? How do you think you got it? Um, I was ripping a guy's mask off with my mouth. And uh, I forgot that the front part of the mask could be contaminated with droplets. Oh, yes. And, uh, yes, that's not recommended. I proceeded to lick the mask up and down, and then I pulled it off with my teeth. And I think that's where the... Uh, yeah. Virus entered my system. Yeah. So hot. Listening to Mora talk about why she finds guys super hot in masks is like <laughs> listening to someone describe their shoe fetish. <laughs> you know? And then all of a sudden afterwards, deny they have a shoe fetish. Uh, just I'm, like, I'm just shocked that you guys haven't seen it yet. I don't know. I don't know. It's everything about the mask. I like the way it like pulls on the ears a little bit. The tension yeah. <laughs> in the elastics. Maura, you, you sound know. sexually frustrated is what you sound. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just no. noticing. I'm noticing that some guys are hotter in the mask. And it's not because what? it's covering like bad teeth or anything. I just think it's sexy. There's something sexy yeah. about it. You got a thing. You got a thing. It turns out you have a thing and it's masks. <laughs> Like, I, I get where you're coming from because I definitely agree that there is something um, mysterious about having some sort of face covering. I just don't think the masks that, that people are wearing right now are particularly attractive. Like, when I think of masks, I'm thinking of, like, a belly dancer's veil with the jewelry all around it. Mm-hmm. Or, like, the movie mm-hmm. Eyes Wide Shut, you know, those masquerade masks that cover oh. your eyes. There's some oh, mysterious Oh, yeah. You know? you know why? You know why you say that? It's because, uh, and maybe for, like, heterosexual guys like me, the mouth is so important. The mouth is, like, exactly. so key in that equation. Yes. So if... But but if you cover that, I lose that whole like side of it. It's gone. Yes. So yes, it's not. But now like, you have to wait. Yeah, but I I need to see it. I need to see something. Like I need to see. Uh, you know, it would be like a woman showing cleavage. You know, yeah. it's like whoa. What else is under there? I need to have like some lip cleavage if you're gonna have a mask or if I'm gonna find it hot. Lip cleavage. Uh, I, I. You know what I I would say for me. In terms of masks, I would need, uh, you know, to find, to find them hot. It'd have to be like uh, Catwoman, you know, in the Batman series. Like the mask over the eyes. Oh. Like what Bundus is saying. That to me is like, oh, you got the eyes, but you got to see that mouth. The bandit mask, you know, that goes yeah, around. The, yeah. the, that, to, that to me is hot. Just like wearing, you know, like I find glasses on a woman can be hot. Yeah, no, I Ma- like the whole fact that the, the mouth is so sensual and it's covered and you can't see it <laughs> and then it's a reveal uh, you know there th- have you kissed anybody with the mask on yet no no, really? no. Oh. defeats the purpose <laughs> what because i don't have a mask <laughs> fetish like you do oh yeah no i i matt and i like if we're out somewhere and we're wearing the mask we'll still kiss <laughs> we'll still kiss in the mask <laughs>
You're so funny. I also find that hot. Do you know? It's just an extra layer to slowly remove, I guess. Have, mm. you, have you and Matt thought about spicing it up in the bedroom and l- taking everything off but the mask, just leaving <laughs> those things on? No, no. Maybe no. that's maybe maybe you're into that. Maybe you need to get a barrier too in your uh, in your bedroom. Mm. Mm. Yeah, wow. barriers. Oh, that could be your thing. <laughs> think of how much. Just think of how much you can leave to your imagination when all you have is a hole. Oh wow! <laughs> no, I'm and whatever not a, can fit through no. that hole, you're going to see. Anything no. else is going to be a real mystery for you, Mara. <laughs> Nicole, thanks for coming on the show. Uh, you're liking the masks as well? It definitely gives a mysterious thing to them. I kind of think it's the same way um, sunglasses do. Like people, you know, people who are uh, six and a half out of ten put on some big sunglasses or something, and all of a sudden they're a nine. I get what you're saying with that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I really feel like it's only going to help people who are, you know, like it would help a guy like me who's average looking. I'm not a super hot guy. I could put on a mask. I might be able to fool some people. But that no, to me, it's... that to me isn't hot. That's just sort of. You know, no, it's no. just a. Uh, it's more than that. It's more than that. You put a mask on a on like a Brad Pitt. He, it, it's looking good on Brad. You know, it's just like putting a suit on you versus Brad Pitt. It's gonna look great on Brad and good on you too. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was walking past a guy the other day. He was wearing a black mask, and he winked at me, and the whole thing, like the mask and everything, just worked. Yeah. Mm. And were you wearing a mask, too, at that time? Oh, yeah. So did you wink back? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I was caught a little bit off guard. I mean, that would have been a great start, I'm sure. Yeah. See? Mm. Yeah, I'm the mask. All right, you're a fan of the mask. All right. It, yep. Thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. No problem. I'll talk to you later. Did you guys yeah. hear about the brass rail and the COVID-19 situation? Oh, boy. Okay. So anybody who visited the Brass Rail from August 4th to 8th has been asked to monitor themselves for symptoms of COVID-19. That's because an employee tested positive. We don't know if it's a dancer or a bartender or a bouncer. Wow. It would have to be a dancer. It's got to be a dancer. Really? Got to be. Wow. I mean, there's lots of <laughs> examples where people in the uh, service industry, like restaurants and stuff, where someone in a, in a kitchen might test positive, but rarely do you see patrons test positive, you know, because you hope that the people in the kitchen or the bartenders are wearing masks and washing right. their hands regularly. Yes. Okay. So the issue is, is that Toronto Public Health are now saying that 550 people have probably been exposed to the virus and the mm-hmm. club was doing contract trace contact tracing so what that means is if you show up somewhere a restaurant or a bar they take down your name and number in case a situation like this arises they can call you turns out people were giving fake names when they were doing the contact tracing so they're calling people up and they're like ah there's no steve here i don't even know what you're talking about Yes, hello. This is the Brass Rail calling. I'm uh, wondering if I can speak with Harry Ascrack, please. Is there a Mr. Ascrack there? Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Okay, I was given this phone number. Okay, let's uh, move on to the next one. Yeah, good morning. Hello, this is the Brass Rail calling. Yeah. 
doing tonight? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's morning, yeah. Anyway, um, wondering if I could speak with uh, Mr. Doe, first name Dill. Is there a Mr. Doe there, please? Oh, uh, thank you. Okay, uh, thank you. Oh, uh, sorry to bother you. Exactly. People are giving fake names. They can't call them and do the contact tracing. Yes, uh, is there a Mr. Rack there? First name, uh, Mike, uh, and, uh, I think the initial C, so it's C. Mike Rack. Uh, is there a C. Mike Rack here? Oh, I'm sorry, wrong number. Okay, I'll, uh, try again. Uh, thank you. You know? So now yeah. the club, the club could be in hot water, too, because it looks like they weren't enforcing physical distancing rules so yeah. there's that too hello this is uh, the <laughs> Real calling. I'm uh, wondering if there's a Mr. Chi first name Ron Ronchi is there a Ronchi there please <laughs> yeah, looks like we got another fake name oh. okay well, let's go oh uh, yeah that's what's going on fake names yeah maybe they rushed into opening strip clubs a little too early maybe maybe Okay, so what's the male equivalent for name that would compare to Karen? Mm-hmm. Um, We're getting a lot of text messages right now, Tucker. one 800 yeah. yeah. Brittany says, it's got to be Brad. <laughs> it's not Brad. Brad the Chad. It's not Brad. Okay. It's not Brad. Brad or Chad uh, or Tad. Uh, <laughs> Brett says, Brett says, it's got to be Kevin. It's, it's, not Kevin. Kevin. it's not Kevin. No. Okay, well, look, we don't really know for sure. Like, people decided on Karen, and everyone loved it, and everyone was on board. You know, like, everybody <laughs> was on board with Karen. Nobody's been on board with one particular male name, but this is the name that we should probably be on board with. Somebody looked at the history of the name Karen and how it's like traveled through time. So it was okay. it's most popular in the 50s. Okay, mm-hmm. Karen was like the it was the biggest name in the 50s. Okay. Uh it, it had its heyday, okay? And then it just slowly started to drop in popularity until it became virtually extinct in the 2010s. There just haven't been a lot of Karens in the last 10 years. Okay. Um and so this guy looked at male names and wanted to see if he could find a male name that followed the same pattern as Karen. And he discovered what name has followed a similar pattern of popularity. So it doesn't mean that there's a history of this name being a complainer at a, like, you know, Walmart or something. Always, you know, having a bone to pick with somebody. But the name is, you ready for it? Yes. The name, the male equivalent to Karen. If you're looking for a name and what name you should use, it is Terry. (laughs) Terry. Terry. Okay, Terry. (laughs) I don't know. Terry, really. I just, I, I, I don't really know many Terrys. I I don't know one. Well, that's the point. How many Karens do you know? Really? Not many. All yeah, my friends' moms. That's true. Yeah, your mom, Aunt Karen. You yeah. probably have an Aunt Karen. Yeah, yeah. Or your mom's friend, Karen. Because it was popular in the 50s and slowly just declined. Terry is that as well. It, oh, okay. I mean, my mom has a friend, a uh, guy named Terry. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Hmm. 
Well, so Terry. I, I mean, there's got to be a couple of Terrys who ruin the name for themselves before we just decide. You know what I mean? Terry doesn't sound like a guy that's complaining to the manager to me. Terry sounds like a guy that's sitting on his front porch yeah. crushing a beer. Like, he's laid back. Yeah. Terry's right. totally laid back. Yeah, he's, he's gonna, not no, asking no, no, for no. the manager. No. no. Jerry, maybe. Terry. <laughs> not, not Terry, though. <laughs> I feel like Terry's married to Karen, and he just takes the path of least resistance. Just sits there like a little. He just and he's also you know like too afraid to speak up because Karen's gonna have you know a problem with whatever he has to say. So he just keeps quiet, keeps a low profile. Oh, don't want to hurt anybody. We got uh, we got some votes for Larry and Gary, but no Terry. (laughs) I'm sorry, guys. (laughs) From like a, a numbers point of view, Terry is the male equivalent to Karen. Take that for what it's worth, okay? Okay. Want to hear about your secret stash? We've already heard about Maura's stash. I mean, we've heard this story before. It's the greatest... It's one of the greatest stash stories I've ever heard in my life. Maura, teenage Maura, gets gifted half a cake from her neighbor... Mm-hmm. On your way home from, uh, like, a, were you at the party that where they had the cake? Yeah, it was just like a small family birthday party, but they had like a nice big Loblaws slab cake, and they sent me home mm. with like literally over half of it. And I, instead of taking it, I, I remember the moment I walked into the house, and I'm holding the cake, and I'm like, ah, oh, I could go into the kitchen where everyone is and share this with everyone, or I could go up the stairs, hide it under my bed for however long it takes me to eat it, and just eat it myself. So I did that. It's the right choice. Yeah. <laughs> the right choice. <laughs> but they, they gave you the cake with the intent of you sharing it with everyone. Yes. That's why you had such a large piece. Okay. Yes, yeah. And I shared. They didn't want it in the house. It. They're like, oh, go give this yeah. to your whole family. And you're like, no, I'll just take it all for myself. And so for a week, you ate the cake. <laughs> yeah. That was kept... under your bed. Yeah. Not covered with anything. That's amazing. That's right. <laughs> were, were you like yeah. silently stealing forks and spoons from the kitchen? And well, then the I next just... thing you know, the drawer was empty and... Nobody knew where they all were because they were under your bed with the cake. I literally just had like one fork in the cake that just okay. stayed there always. <laughs> You'd leave I, it in there like yeah. a pitchfork or like a shovel. Like a when shovel. When someone's halfway through a job, you just put yes. it back in the dirt so standing up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So we just want to hear about your stash. I was reading the story about how they just found this like uh, stash of beer and gum in the wall of a library that had been there for more than 30 years. Somebody put it in there. Maybe it was an employee who had a thing for gum and you weren't allowed to chew it there. I don't know. Maybe they wanted to have some closet beers. Uh, 1-800-953-2464 if you want to text or call with your story. We go to Rob. And Rob, what is uh, your story of your stash? What do you got? I got a little bit of cash stashed in between my phone and my phone case. A little bit, Interesting. eh? How much? How a much you stash. got? <laughs> I have uh, six hundred dollars in, in hundreds. Whoa! Whoa! Yeah. That's, a, that's a big stash. I have a great. I have a great. So, what's the intent of that money? Uh, Is that if you have to buy your way out of a difficult situation? You know, you got some cash handy. And crossing the border with it, it and not knowing it was just like just in case something came up, like I needed fuel or something. And I just kept adding oh. to it, adding to it. And, uh, you said yeah, you I ended up with six hundred dollars. I can't really fit much more. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the phone case is getting hard to snap into place. Yeah. Yeah, you're gonna have to upgrade. Do they even have thousand dollar bills anymore? No, they don't. I have no idea. But you know yeah. what? The issue is with your stash is like phones are something that people like to steal. 
So if they take your oh, phone, I I'd, I'd be uh, I'd be pretty upset if I lost my phone. Might I recommend that instead of putting it in your phone case, you carry around a deck of cards, and right in the middle of that deck of cards, you slip the six hundred right in there. Who's going to steal a deck of cards? Nobody. Pack of cigs. Actually, uh-huh. people might steal that. Yeah. <laughs> a Bible. Right after page 125. Do they number the pages in the Bible? I don't even know. Yes. Uh, yes slide they do. it in there. Uh-huh. Hey, Rob, thanks for uh, telling us about your stash. Oh, no problem. Thanks for having me. <laughs> now he's like, oops, I told everybody about my stash. If somebody recognizes my name, they're just going to take my phone. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like sounds like Rob's ready to cut from his family. You know, he's just ready to go. The gas tank's always full in his car. He's just like, just one step away. You know, the next thing that just makes him snap at home, he's gone. We just got a text from Dan, guys. He said, you can actually fit $700 um, in between your phone and your phone case. So there you go. He needs one more. <laughs> one more, Bill. And he's good. I'm trying to figure out what uh, Professor Bundes might have in his secret stash growing up. I'm almost imagining like a collection of deep V shirts <laughs> and chemise terribles in a secret stash. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. his brother doesn't take them when he's, you know, not around. Yes. Now, you want to know what I had a secret stash of? Yes. Surprising for a young boy. It was pornography, but it's not like Playboys, right? Because I was, I, I grew up in the time where the internet was like a thing. It was uh, just yeah. starting out. Yeah. <laughs> you know? That's okay. supposed to be. You know? All right. Yeah, so, yeah. You're in so, your 30s. You're not 10. <laughs> no, but like, okay, okay. you know, when I was in yeah. my early teens, we had yeah. one computer in the house and it was dial-up internet, right? Right. So oh. you can't just like hit the, the hub up and just like have a time, you know, when you're yeah, on your yeah. phone or whatever in private. You'd have to wait. It's till more complex. Yeah. You'd have yeah, to wait till everybody was out of the house and you'd have sure. a moment to dial it up and, and kind of get there. Yeah. So I had mm. this little duotang and I whenever I had a free moment, I would print out black and white photos <laughs> of like pornography pictures from off the internet, and I had them all in this like little do a tank. In a do a tank? In a little school do a tank. <laughs> Did you have a three hole punch to put the holes in so you could plug it into the do a tank? Or were they just stuffed in? No, yeah. they were just stuffed in there. And okay. I, um, I, I didn't want to hide the do a tank in my room because like that would be so bait. My mom's always in there cleaning stuff up. She would definitely find it. So I thought, where would the most like uh, best place to be to hide it? And, and I ended up putting yeah. it in the bathroom closet underneath a bunch of beach towels because nobody ever touched the beach towels. I thought, like, no one's ever going to find it. Sure enough, my yeah. mom, of course, eventually <gasps> found it, and it was so embarrassing. The horror. Because, like, I'll you know, when she, when she finds it, she 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 pulls the duotang out and holds sure. the pictures up and runs into my room. What is this, Chris? And she's holding these naked women in front of me, and I'm like, oh, my God, I cannot believe this right now. Oh, my yeah. God. Embarrassing. Yeah, mortifying. Yeah. Guess you didn't have a color printer, so you just had to like... It's black and white. I had to use some imagination. (laughs) I got the markers out. I started filling it in, you know? No. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 1-800-953-2464. Anytime you want to reach out to the show. Joel, what's your story of your stash? A few years ago, I went down to the States for vacation. And while I was there, I went shopping for a DVD for my wife. Went to a used DVD store in a mall. So the CD is, is all shrink-wrapped, uh, sealed. I purchased it and packed it in my bag. Left the next day, drove across the border, back to Toronto. Gifted it to my wife. She opened it up, unwrapped it, and out pops this packet of weed. 
<laughs> no way. Wow. We both, you we bought, wait a second. We didn't know why it fell out on the floor at first. But what's that? Hang on. You bought a DVD. It's completely sealed. Your yep. wife opens it up after you've crossed an international border, and inside is packaged marijuana? Where did you buy the DVD? That sounds at a uh, secondhand store. At a secondhand um, used store in the mall. Yeah, yeah. And was, did it cost an, like a, did it seem expensive when you bought it? <laughs> <laughs> like, like eighty dollars for this used DVD? <laughs> that seems a little well, high it was, end. It was, it was under ten dollars for this DVD. It be like six bucks. Wow. So how much weed was in there? Out of curiosity, was it like packed or? I- I I can't. It was about the packet was about the size of my thumb. Crazy! Wow. They must have had some sort of a legal weed operation that either, was going on down that there. Or some kid had a secret stash, and his mom cleared out his room and donated <laughs> a bunch of stuff to the used DVD store. That's what happened. That's, That's what, what happened. happened. <laughs> mom, have you seen my uh, DVD? Uh, oh, you brought it to the second hand shop. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's totally what happened. Oh, uh, yeah, the realization I have crossed the border hit me. I was like, oh, my gosh, that could have been a different story. Yeah, yeah seriously. Yeah. Totally. I can tell you a friend of mine uh, got married in Montreal. Him and his wife, uh, big party, big wedding, everything was great. Um, they had some joints on them. Anyway, next day they pack up for their uh, vacation. They're going on a honeymoon to Mexico. Okay. <laughs> They get to the airport, they check their bags, they're now waiting to get on the flight, and they realize, the guy realizes that he left a joint in his jacket pocket, which is in his suitcase, now underneath the plane. And so, what do you do? Do you get on the plane knowing that you're going to be traveling with weed? Oh, God. Or... Do you just like make up an excuse for why you can't get on and then, you know, you don't have to face like charges on the Mexico side if they discover it? Well, they decide they're going to chance it. They get on the plane. They're flying to that place. You know, we're in, uh, in Shawshank Redemption, Siwantaneo, Mexico. Yes, yes. Yeah, so they're going there. They have to travel through Mexico City to get on a different plane. <laughs> They land in Mexico City. Oh god. And then they're they're a bit rushed to get to their next flight. All of a sudden, over the intercom, they're paged. They they want them to appear at like a certain place in the airport. So now oh, they're thinking, god. okay, they found the weed, they fu- we're yeah. busted. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Well, it turns out there was like a change of gate for their flight. And so then they go to the new gate and they're sweating. Eh? They're swe- and then they get on the next plane and, uh, and then they end up where they're going. And I guess when you, you know, when you're in Mexico, when Just you leave, you push that button as you're trying to leave the airport and it tells you whether yes. it goes green or red. And if it's green, you walk through. If it's red, they search your bag. They're trying to be like, not, you know, not discriminate. Mm-hmm. They push the button. It goes green. They made it into Mexico with weed. Oh, oh my God. They were stressed. That was the longest flight of their lives. I guarantee it. Then, when they arrived, they were pretty happy. They had a joint in Mexico. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Joel, thanks for coming on, man. You're welcome. You have a good day. Is there actually a trick you can do to get out of getting a parking ticket? Because it seems like GTHA officers are on to all of our little tricks. They're on to them. They know. They know what you're trying Mm. to do.
Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A ticket cop in Toronto just tweeted out a picture. I guess a guy had a, a parking ticket that he liked to use from 2018. Just get out yeah. of his car, slap the old 2018 on the windshield there, walk away, and uh, it would work for a lot of the time. But if a ticket cop actually takes a closer look at that ticket and sees that it's an old one. They can slap you with a new one that's even bigger than what you should actually be getting. The guy ended up getting a $100 ticket. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. is there a form of fraud? Like, you tried to fraud yes. the city, so there's, like, an additional charge? Additional charge. Something you should look out for. I, uh, I wonder how many times it worked for the guy. Like, I, you know, yeah. what's the ratio of uh, yes. success versus, you know, he got hit once now That's as a, a result? Very, very good question. I mean, obviously, if he's kept the ticket from 2018, you would think he's on a bit of a roll yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, the other trick that they see is when you come into a new parking area and you see everybody's been dinged with a ticket and you take that ticket off one car and put it on yours. That one is a double ticket as well. Like if a cop comes along and sees mm. that you've taken a ticket off another car, they have a right to give you two new tickets. But Maura, what happens when I'm walking down the street, I've had a few drinks and I see a parking ticket. <laughs> And I grab it, and then I put it under somebody else's car <laughs> under the windshield wiper. I don't know. Why did you do that? You just thought it would be funny? I don't know. It's, <laughs> yeah, it was just being an ass, you know? I thought it was funny. Uh-huh. uh-huh. I'm, I'm sure the people I was with enjoyed it. You know, it was a quick little moment. Moment of panic? Wasn't thinking. Yeah. I mean, I wonder if the person paid it. No, I mean, once you, you think punch they would in, know? I get so many parking tickets. Once you punch in that uh, code, you also have to see you. It matches up your license plate. So th- uh, right away, the guy would be like, oh, this isn't my car. Okay. So I, I probably would have made his day in a way. Yeah. Yes. When you think about it, because he would have thought he had this parking ticket or she, yes. and mm-hmm. then they would have punched in all that information and they would have been kind of stressed out. And then they would have been like the release from that stress of about to having to pay for the ticket, you know, would be uh, almost what like a-, a gift I gave them. What about the other guy, though, who ticket you took off oh, the car? So they probably got a note in the mail saying that they hadn't paid their ticket. <laughs> they should do it quickly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know what it was? It was what? like, I'm the doctor who gave you the wrong results at first, and then you're all panicked, and then they realize that it was the wrong folder, and then they tell you, actually, you're going to be fine. And then you have a new lease on life. You have a new perspective. Are you saying you actually you helped this person? Oh, okay. I I think now that I look back on it, I probably helped them. I probably made their day. Lindsay says, she just texted us 1-800-953-2464. She said a friend of hers used to put old parking tickets on his car in college so he didn't have to buy a parking pass. And he was on a bit of a roll. But once they caught on to him, he would get two tickets, one for not having the pass and one for using a false ticket. That's what they do. Yeah, I used to, it was so stupid. I used to have to park um, where my sailboat is and I'd have to pay. Mm-hmm. And uh, they would fill out these little cards. You'd go into the office and they'd write in the dates. But um, I would go in and they wouldn't put the year. So I just started collecting them. No. And uh, yeah, and I, I would, you know, be there a lot of weekends and stuff. And so uh-huh. I would just go through my collection of passes <laughs> that I had bought before and I just started reusing them. And I would just, you know, I would change dates. Like if it was a 10, I could easily change that into an 8. Eight. You know, yeah. that kind of thing. Or a 6. I could just add a little line to that 0 and then it's all of a sudden it's like I'm good till the 16th. 
Yeah, but but I've so- never done it with a city ticket. If somebody ever caught on to you, wouldn't you be so embarrassed? No. I also had a brother-in-law. Uh, I, had a, I had somebody I knew that uh, would print off uh, in Montreal to park on the street. You need to have like a permit, just like you do in Toronto. Yeah. And most cities. And he found a way to replicate that. And uh, he was able to change the license information. So I had like a zone pass for my car so I could park what? downtown, even though I didn't live downtown. And uh, they didn't hold up in the sunlight as well as the ones that the city issued. So I had like four or five every now and then. I'd peel it off as it started to fade, and I'd put a new one on. Wow. Zone 52 allowed me to park right by work, Maura. Crazy. Yeah. I shouldn't admit to that. I, I'm just kidding. That wasn't true. <laughs> Speaking of people trying to scam the parking system, I think, you know, you know how many people have those accessible parking passes? that are mm-hmm. illegal that they've mm-hmm. been obtained illegally like that's got to be the ultimate scam because you can park anywhere how do you like, obtain pretty them much illegally? anywhere like you just have a well, fake get, one or you you know you got a doctor who's pretty you know chill and they write you up like something <laughs> maybe they're a friend and you say yeah you know i got this little uh, hamstring issue and blah 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 <laughs> you know yeah <laughs> Bundes has one legit. He um, he was like in multiple car accidents and has like you know lifelong effects of these. Uh, well, one was a car accident, one was a motorcycle accident. Yes. We, I guess you got the pass after the head-on collision. Eh? That was like pretty much a yeah. Uh, the only plus that came of that, yes. and also the visits from the ladies in the hospital who felt bad for you. <laughs> that, that was pretty cool too. But yeah. Um. <laughs> They would come in and they would sneak in and then they would have to hide when the nurses came in because it wouldn't be visiting hours. Is that what happened? Yeah, so uh, I had like a private room in uh, St. John's Rehabilitation Center and there was a uh, balcony in my private room. So visiting hours were over at 8.30 and I knew that the nurses didn't come around to give me my nightly kind of like pills and check up till 9.30. So before they came in, I would hide the girls out on the patio. How many girls are there? There was lots. What? There was and lots. when you say you hide the girls, you mean like on Tuesday was one girl, Wednesday was another girl, or do you mean girls like at one given time there might be three? There was three. like a group, yeah. Throughout the day, there were several, and like my dad would run interference for me. If like <laughs> if one was in the room with me, he'd be oh like, oh, God. he's doing something with the nurses right now. Why don't we go get a coffee for a second, give him some time, and then my mom would kind of get the other one, like one, the one that was in the room out. And then my dad would bring the next one. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it was really cow. bad. It was really bad. But it was really good at the same time. Anyway. And um, yet he, he gets so disappointed with you when you tell a story that doesn't involve him. And now he's implicated in this one. <laughs> he likes the ones that he's implicated in. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, so and where am I going with this? Am I going to the, the handicap or am I going with the girls? No, no. I, I, <laughs> I mean, I'm, 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 okay. yeah, I'm interested so, in the so women. Were, yeah. Usually it was just one girl at a time that you would have to hide on the balcony after hours. Yeah, like so, you pick the one. So the one that was staying like for the night kind of thing, she yeah. was the one that I put out on the balcony between like nine and nine thirty. <laughs> so that the nurse would come in, give me my pills, think that like, okay, the room's clear, all is good. Once the nurse would leave, they wouldn't come back till one thirty. So I had from like nine thirty to one thirty to do whatever. To hang, to yeah. hang you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Did you have to worry about the heart meter, like the heart monitor? If it started like going to extreme, uh, that they might come in and check on you. At this, Looks like you're having some sort of palpitations there, Mr. Bundes. <laughs> no, thankfully at this. Point- <laughs> at this point, thankfully, uh, I didn't. I wasn't hooked up to a heart monitor at this point, so okay. there was none of that. But every morning, 
I would get woken up by the nurses, like, by a pillow smack to the head. Because they would see the girl walking out, like, you know, fixing her dress at 1.30 in the morning. And they'd be like, oh, my God, he was at it again. You know, so in the morning, boom, what were you doing last night? Who was that girl? I'm like, oh, oh. They were they were, they were cool yeah. about it. Like, they were playing with me. But uh, Yeah, wow. What yeah. a life. What a life I'm this sure guy leads. Even when that... he's down, he's up. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure that aided in your recovery, though, because, like, all that uh, dopamine rushing through your body every single day <laughs> is supposed to be really good for for recovery. Honestly, I think it, I, re- I really do think it was a big part of it. I was I was really surprised how just how many people would come daily weekly people that i i wouldn't even consider to be like my closest friends would come visit me and just hang with me like i remember my best friend mike at the time he was working for cn rail he did the graveyard shift Mm -hmm. and he would come to the hospital every every morning at 8 30 in his work gear hadn't slept and he'd fall asleep in the chair beside me every single day wow you know and you know and you bring up the girls before you bring up that guy you know yeah. the girls story that comes first before you bring up your dear friend, dear friend. Come a- after his yeah. graveyard shift exhausted yeah, he'd and fall, there with, yeah he'd fall asleep oh. right beside me yeah, every every morning Wow. wow. You know, that, that reminds me like how sad COVID's been because people who are in the hospital recovering from stuff like this w- couldn't have guests for a long time. And it right. does help, doesn't it? A hundred percent. Just like, you know, being around people, feeling that love, it kind of gives you the energy and the will to kind of want to survive and to want to get better, right? Yeah, totally. Mm. Okay, so uh, you have to choose between the visits from the ladies or Mike coming by after the graveyard <laughs> shift. I'm taking the ladies, um, bro. I'm taking okay. the ladies. <laughs> Didn't even think about it. Every there time. Go. Go with the Mike. Ladies. <laughs> oh, poor Mike. Uh, Mike just came by to hear the stories. He wanted to hear what happened the night before. I'd come by too, just to live vicariously through you. Okay, so one benefit of the head-on car accident was all the visits. Yes. Uh, another benefit was that you got accessible parking. And that's got to be like when you can just whip that out when uh, you're having a bad day and you can't really walk that far. That must be a pretty good feeling when you slap that on the old dash. It it does feel pretty good, you know, when you, you got to go somewhere in downtown Toronto and the store is right there and you could park in the parking lot four blocks that way or you could park right in front of it in a no parking zone because yeah. you have that thing. It is, yeah. you yeah. know. A lot of people don't realize when you have like accessible parking, you unless the street lane is entirely like you can't park there because it's, say, Queen Street during rush hour, every street is, even if it's a no parking zone, you put that pass up with a dash and you're good to go. Crazy. I mean, like, I yeah. try not to abuse it, especially, like, if I'm in the Corvette, you know, because it, it, yeah. it, looks, it looks really bad. Um, right. Yeah. But there, there was a guy who had a Lotus and parked near where we used to work at the last place. Like, you know, this really fancy $100,000 car, and it had one of those passes. And I was like, that's suspicious. That looks, you know. It, totally. Like, and that that's person the, knows somebody. And, and most people, like, if they look at me, they're not going to think that I, I'm, it's like I'm not walking with a cane. So mm-hmm. they yeah. would assume that I was abusing it. So I try to avoid that as much as possible. But in, in you know, circumstances where there's no other option, then I will take advantage yeah. for sure. You know? Why not? It's a perk. Okay. It's a perk of the situation. <laughs> okay. Between the accessible parking pass and the ladies' visit, you have to pick one perk that came oh. as a result of the head-on collision. Huh. Ooh, this is a tough one. I do love driving. I love going around. Uh, no. 
these ladies. The stories that I have, the memories that I have from that will live on forever. I will, I'll keep those for sure. God, can't wait to hear some of those stories one day when we get to know you a little better. Yes. In yeah. depth, please. All the details. All the deets. The dirty <laughs> deets. For the podcast. You can pick one story to yeah. tell. Yeah. Welcome to the party. It wouldn't be a party without you. Energy 95.3.